Welcome back to Squelch. I'm Dano. And I'm Magooch. And we're here to remind everyone again that Hearthstone is a game and games are supposed to be fun. That's right. And it is time for Tea with Finley. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we did this week in Hearthstone. Hello, old friend. Let's meet for tea after the match, shall we? Do you want to start us off, Magooch? Sure. I played a few of the new decks. I didn't get to spend all that much time this week, unfortunately. The first thing I did was throw a Feral Cat and Volpera in Odd Rogue, just because that's what I play the most of. And uh, I don't hate them. Reborn stuff's pretty strong, so that was fun. I played a little bit of Standard, but like all kinds of different stuff. Nothing I got super sucked into, but uh, the Standard Marlock Pally is disgusting with Prismatic Lens and that tip the scales. And Raps Pally is disgusting. Who knew that the quest was going to be gross? I've been a little frustrated, so it's maybe, you know, sometimes you just got to take a little break, but uh, but it's been good other than that. Yeah, I was, I'm not going to lie, the first time I played the Raps Pally against it, I was like, oh, look, someone's playing the Paladin quest, haha. And then I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, I don't think I've lost to it yet. I'm sure I have, and I just don't remember, but it is quite the intimidating deck. It is, once it gets going, it is kind of bonkers. Like, right. I didn't think there were enough good, I didn't think there were enough good reborn minions to get there, and apparently it just doesn't really matter when you get to just play a bunch of, like, crazy death rattles, right? It's so. death rattles and mechs. I, yeah. I, I actually had someone do, like, Snip Snap, put a Zilliax on it, and then copy that. And sure, it's only a 2-2, but it's also a Divine Shield, Taunt, Rush, Death Rattle, make it two dudes, like... Yep. And then if one of them lives, he'll just make another copy next turn. It's gross. Yep, happened to me as well. It was real unfortunate. It makes me want to play Mage with Polymorph in it, but probably wouldn't necessarily even help. That's yeah. funny enough. Yeah. Uh, so, I've been playing Quest Druid... For the most part, it's Quest Druid and then some Lunchbox Mage because the box, Yogg-Saron's box, whatever it is, is just... What's in the box is fun. A lot of fun. That's what's in the box. It is always right. The right decision is always to play the box. Like Even when it's the wrong decision, it's the right decision. Uh, ten spells for ten mana, but usually five mana because of the sandwich is outstanding. It's just so much fun. And then nice. the quest druid is it's just good, and it's fun, and you start behind, so you get a play from behind, and you get like a massive swing turn. Sometimes it's hard to find a win condition, but um, it's still kind of fun, so I've been having a good time with that. I took it into the Brawl Coliseum, Brawlizium, hard word <laughs> to say. <laughs> uh, I'm 3-0 with it right now. I'll probably finish up tomorrow after work or something, just to finish out the, the rest of the, the Brawl for this week, but... Yeah, it's been it's been fun. I've been enjoying the new meta so far. So nice. All right, and now for the Naga sandwich. Me hungry. You yummy. And now it is time for Naga sandwich. New evidence has been revealed about the corrupted blood incident of 2005. It appears that Car the Soul Flayer had nothing to do with the plague, and instead, the source of the pandemic was a particularly nasty batch of Hearthburgers. Hearth the Innkeeper apologizes for this mistake and has taken the Hearth Burger off the menu. In its place is a new menu item, the Naga Sandwich. The Naga Sandwich is two good ingredients sandwiching a not-so-good ingredient. What is your first, first good ingredient, Magooch? So, the good, you know, we, we talked last week about between maybe some player fatigue and um, 
esports format and not really doing the, the kind of performance they wanted. Players talking about leaving. But um, after a little bit of a dip, monthly average users is up this quarter for Hearthstone. So maybe the uh, Saviors meta gets a little more credit because it did apparently bring back some players. And we'll discuss another angle of that later. It looks like the, the player base is, is not completely abandoning the game, as Reddit would have you believe. Um, and we'll see <laughs> how the the Old Doom meta stacks up, if it's going to keep those people around. Uh, that remains to be seen, because there's been some pretty strong stuff, nutsy stuff going on like right out of the gate. People are coming back to the game, which is always good to see if it's a game we want to stick around. And, and of course we do. So, you know, it's going to fluctuate, and we know that. But seeing that upward spike is a, is a good thing. This is always a weird argument for me to wrap my head around. This idea that you get to do fun and crazy things and that is somehow bad for the game. Like, that just seems weird for me. It's like, oh, I, this is so awful because I can do this bonkers thing and this, I hate it when players do this. And it's like, yeah, but you get to do it as well, right? It's like, well, well what do you want? Do you just want yes, classic but... Hearthstone all the time? Like, you just want to be able to play Chillwind Yeti and... You know, it's just, it's a very weird, I'm not sure what people are looking for. You know, it seems like it's just complaining to complain sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, we do get a lot of that, but. Yeah, I think the meta has been absolutely awesome so far. I've had a ton of fun with it. I haven't played as much as I've wanted to so far, but I mean, everything I've done has been fun. And I've played against mostly fun things and I've been just absolutely surprised on ladder by some things. And I think that's always a good thing. So my first good is... 10 hours of the Saviors of Old Doom cinematic trailer on loop. It's kind of awesome. I loved it. I put it on at work and I listened to it over and over and over again. <laughs> Not even kidding. I, I mean, it came out right around lunchtime is when I found it the first day there. And I listened to like five hours of it and it didn't get old. It was, it was just awesome. Yeah, you know, you get it. Yeah, I don't, know, so if, now, I don't know about 10 hours though. Well, five hours was pretty great. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, if it's good for five hours, it's good for ten, right? <laughs> I didn't say it was good for five. It, it's good <laughs> once or twice, like any other song. But you know, to be made, well, you know, agree to agree that you're wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now for your listening enjoyment, a dramatic reading of Saviors of Old Doom. The shadows are rising again, darker than they've ever been. Where are the heroes? As evil descends from the skies, the world cries out, how will we survive? Out of the hall of explorers and up from the dusty tombs, here come our heroes. They grab their whips and fedoras. These legends of the past know exactly what to do. <laughs> There might be magic monsters, mummies in the market, and ancient mysticism. There are surely scorching deserts, adventure, and much-needed narcissism. High stakes. Think annihilation. Obliteration of civilization. Now is the time to be brave. Evils come to enslave. But the League's gonna save Old Doom. Ooh. Yeah. You're welcome. Yep. Yep. All right. So that was my good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My uh, my bad. It's it's only a little a little bit sour. It's not this is not a major issue at all. Um, 
I, I, I'm sure everybody loves it. I think the Brawliseum coming out right after release is is strange at the least. This compounded with having like the pre-release streamer meta and then now an event that's not only time-consuming, but if you repeat it, it's more expensive than a regular Brawl. Uh, it seems like a weird thing to do that's going to not have people playing standard ladder. And, you know, to be fair, everybody wants to do something different all the time. We get different Brawls all the time and it's only a week. It's nothing to be, you know, really upset about it. But, uh, but I think it's... It's just a weird time to have something that's pulling that much time away from ladder. Um, just as an interesting thing, really. I agree with you, but for a different reason. Okay. How is this just not part of the game at all times? That would be fine. That would be absolutely great. Um, like how, there's no how reason they I... couldn't have this and three or four other things that we and every other cast about this game always talks about. And yeah. that's, I mean... That that could be the real bad is like why you no give me things we want. I mean, yeah, let me pay a hundred and fifty gold to play like a little mini version of ladder or whatever, right? Like I don't know, but it's fine. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think I like it more now than in a month, simply because in a month it's gonna be here. Play one of these three decks. Hope you get lucky in your matchups. Whereas like the first week, things are still nutty enough where you can take something kind of dumb in there and you can find yourself five or six or seven or eight wins so yeah yeah i think i like it better but now than later i could assume that there's some nod to preemptively avoiding a tournament style meta were we to get a conquest or or lhs tournament meta and have that inform what's going to be played in the brawliseum and that would be horrible so I can see I can see both sides to it, but uh, it just seemed uh, strange to me to not have like a one and done free old doom uh, free old doom pack brawl and like get out there and play on the ladder. I guess, but yeah, yeah. So my sour, it's silly. You don't see the quest reward when you're looking through your collection. Like, what does this thing do? What does that mean? I should be able to find out what the quest reward is for the mage quest or the hunter quest or whatever it is. When I'm looking through my collection, I should have to Google it to see if I actually want to play this card or not. Yeah, That's I agree. And that was bonkers. you know something that I'm, I'm honestly surprised wasn't included. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Death Knights or hero cards do show the new hero power, do they not? I have no idea if they do or not. I could look it up, but it seems like so much more work than... Yeah, <laughs> I'm willing to put in for this show. But it is it is strange that it's like just a UI pop up, just like the cards do on the battlefield that would show you it. And that that seems like a really easy well, quality of life change. I can get like a little clever one word sentence that someone was paid to write, but I can't get like what the quest reward is. <laughs> like, there's I can see the flavor text, but I don't know what, what I'm actually going to receive until I actually get on ladder and play it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work. All right. What's your best good or your second good? Yeah. So just to touch on that, uh, it does show Death Knight hero powers uh, when you really? look at them in the collection. Yep. What about the old quests? Go look at the old quests. Oh, I already closed it. <laughs> oh, well, give up. Okay. Yeah. The old quests don't show it either. That's stupid. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Uh, so my second positive here would be uh, there's already been a hotfix for Zephyrus the Great. Um, where it was maybe incorrectly recognizing enemy divine shields, uh, the usefulness of poisonous minions, buffing anything zero attack that would allow it to attack this turn. And they also taught it about Doomsayer, and the blurb they released with the uh, hotfix was, as a rule, 
We don't plan to teach Zephyrus the Great about individual card mechanics and interactions. However, we made a one-time exception in this case, since having a less-than-perfect offering from Zephyrus when trying to answer a Doomsayer could cause you to lose your board or end up with no good plays for the turn. This is good just because they're setting an expectation level with this card, but also kind of more openly addressing how it works in that this is learning from all interactions that are going on. And I think this is a super cool kind of RNG that's not, you know, a rag shot or um, a knife juggler hit, but this is looking at so many more things than just here's seven options, which one is which one of these predetermined things is going to happen. Analyzing the board state, your hand, what it ostensibly knows about the uh, the opponent's board state and what it could possibly do, um, at least what what's visible next turn and generate some options and uh, i just think it's a super neat idea it could be maybe a little too strong it's definitely been finding lethals all over the place and will no doubt be several trolling videos maybe they'll ratchet it down but i think the idea of a learning card that does something neat like this is just super cool yep i like it i agree i think it's super fun people are already kind of salty about it both ways which is super funny like oh look at these super garbage options zephyrus gave me Or look at this crate. I'm so happy that it gave my you know opponent fireball. Right. I mean, I'm you know, sure and, there, there are some bad ones. I haven't seen videos of any you know super poor picks, but I'd be, I've seen some screenshots so far. It's kind of funny. Are they really that bad, or is it kind of like yeah. there's a legal yeah, no, that you can't? Okay. No, no. It's kind of like here's three kind of terrible cards. Interesting. Wow. The, <laughs> yeah. the ones like I one of them was great. One of them was Harrison Jones against a rogue. It was like, well, that's not good. It was yeah. Like, just to, to get rid of their dagger charge. I mean, I guess, but it was uh, it wasn't great. I think it's one of those cards where it's going to really depend on people figuring out how to figuring out the algorithm, right? So, like, you know, right. when are the right proper board states? I don't know. I, I mean, I think you could get you know just incremental little edge advantages out of this thing. I've seen and I've gotten uh, Stampede and Kodo kill the right thing on board. Um, playing it like relatively early, I get like a two or a four drop to play like the next turn. That's just like put you in a better spot. I think the mistake is using this as a finisher, guaranteed. Sure, if you get there and you have this, it's probably going to get you there. But I don't think you need to hold it. I think it's a perfectly reasonable early play that'll maybe, especially if you're not going to curve out uh, and you don't want to wait on a draw. This might give you something to play in the next turn that'll bridge the gap into the mid game. Yep. Yep. And if it learns and does different stuff going down, I would love for it to offer trap options and stuff like that. Uh, personally, yeah. I just think there's a lot of yeah. goofy space this could work in. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on it too long. I agree 100%. All right. And my second good is that Cora just accepted a job as an associate game designer with Team 5. Woohoo! Congratulations. That's super awesome. Cora's awesome. I love her decks. I think she's an awesome caster. And I think having another just solid human being like this on Team 5 is going to be just good for the game. Yeah, I'm super excited for Cora. She's a great person. I'm glad she got this job. And it's probably a pretty good job, better than casting, I would imagine. At least a more solid paycheck week to week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that, that, that there was a time, or at least I believe there was a time where she was limited in stuff because there was a lot of travel and different things going on and and I, I hope she'll still be able to stream at least you know somewhat um whether or not that's hearthstone you know that's that's fine but i would yeah. pop into her to her streams uh every once in a while and uh it'll be a bummer if she's not on it anymore but way to go congratulations on the job yes congratulations on the job one day i'll be a real knight all right we're a couple of filthy casuals 
So each week we roll a d20 to pick a rank between 1 and 20, then we talk about the meta at that specific rank. This week we are going to talk about the rank 17 meta because that's the number that I rolled off camera because I forgot to roll it again last week. Well, yeah, we forgot to tell you, but that's okay. Yeah, sure, we can blame it on you. Yes, yeah. it's your fault that I forgot to roll a d20. <laughs> Fine. Come on, Magooch. I'll t- I take all the blame anyway. I'm the scapegoat of the cast, right? Well, it is your fault. You should take out the blame. All right. So All right. Go ahead. Uh, so we've got um, some kind of familiar faces here. We've got Tier 1 Secret Hunter, 61.774. Murloc Paladin. That's the... Uh, I, I don't have the list in front of me, but uh, I'm going to assume it's close at least to that gross one I was talking about before. That's 61.5. Our good friend Control Warrior at 61 and Highlander Hunter at just about 60 even. Yep. Uh, rounding out Tier 2, and there was a lot of Tier 2. I only screenshot like a screen cap of the first half of Tier 2. But Big Spell Mage, which is super fun. Yogg-Saron's Puzzle Box. Quest Paladin, which is bonkers good. Uh, Control Mage, Murloc Shaman, Aggro Warrior, Highlander Mage, and Mech Hunter. Good old-fashioned Mech Hunter. Again, we're at the lower ranks, so I think the Secret Hunter is going to be a little bit overinflated because at lower ranks, people aren't going to play against Secrets quite as well. That's kind of something to expect. I think Murloc Paladin is that good, but I think the deck we want to talk about this week is Highlander Hunter. The hard part about Highlander Hunter is it's a deck you kind of have to be a little bit of a whale to play. Or I've gotten really lucky with your with your legendaries because there are some legendaries in here who that aren't that aren't great to be honest. So we're looking at the the Highlander Hunter list that we have in front of us is the secret Highlander Hunter with Secret Keeper, Subject Nine, the secret the full secret package that kind of stuff. So yeah, right. So what is six secrets? Yep, I think they're playing good. just about every secret that is available in standard. Right. So you have Pressure Plate, you have Rat Trap, Snake Trap, Snipe. Yeah, freezing trap and explosive mm-hmm. trap. So, and you're playing subject nine, which is going to pull out all of your secrets as well. That's the five drop that uh, five drop legend hunter legendary. That's, I mean, not great, but I mean, in this case, if you're clearing out your deck like that, it's pretty good. So, it's a neutral legendary. Subject nine's a neutral legendary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because it was there was I think a mage deck that played it. Um, I always just assumed it was a hunter legendary. Yeah, it's one of those ones that kind of just feels like it should be. Um, like you're you're almost never gonna see it in another class, but uh, but every once in a while, um, it has popped up in some weird things. I think there's a paladin version too that was trying to. I don't know. Was that a uh, Boomsday legendary? It was. Yes, it was. Okay, I was pretty checked out then. So, <laughs> you know. Healing. Yeah. I mean, the, on the other hand, I mean, you're building this deck around Zephyrus and Bran, pretty much. I think there's nothing else in here that's... Well, Zol'jin, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but you don't... Uh, it doesn't have to be a Highlander. I mean, it doesn't uh, give a benefit to being a Highlander deck, Zol'jin. Yeah. I mean, only those two cards actually get the benefit. So you can you can build one of these with whatever you want. Uh, if you happen to have one of those two cards that you really get the benefit, it's not always going to get you quite all the way there. But it's a Highlander deck. You can put whatever you want in it. That's the, that's the nice flexible part of it. Is, yeah. uh, it's not guaranteed to be um, good, but it'll be a Highlander deck. Yep, I've been playing a version of this uh, just recently, um, and not much, not very far from this meta. Um, but I was playing the quest version, 
that is it's actually pretty fun and i was surprised by the legs that it had um i haven't tried the secret version it's probably a little bit faster the secret version yeah i don't know i'm looking at yours and it looks pretty so yours tops out at siamat it doesn't run zoljin huh right because there's not there's not a ton of spells other than what you're getting off of which is cauldron sure which is a totally normal thing to say by the way right <laughs> Um, you just want to dump minions as fast as you can. I think it's what? Swarm of Locusts, Unleash the Hounds, Hunter's Pack, and, and the Quest are the only spells in the deck. So is Boommaster Flark oh, just played yeah, okay. for... Like, how are you killing off those bombs? When you play it after the quest, you can give them... Uh, the, the quest reward is give plus two attack to all your minions, and it's permanent. It's not until That's turn, right. So you can pick okay. those up enough to play them every turn. This looks like fun. So the the list that Magooch has here, Springpaw, The Quest, Direwolf Alpha, Evil Cable Rat, Hench Clan, Hogsteed, Knife Juggler. I mean, it's a bunch of... Uh, there's a lot of cheap stuff because you really want to get on the ground early so you can push through to completing the quest. Yeah. But you've got a bunch of... Uh, anything that spits out tokens, those count because it's summon, not play. Sure. Um, you've got... Uh, this version has Halazi, uh, Explodinator, uh, like you're talking about, Flark, um, stuff that also just spits out a couple extra dudes. Um, there's Replicating Menace and Snip Snap just to get you there. And then you can... It's Bloodlust every turn. Or worse, because it sticks around. Or better, because it so. sticks around. Yeah, that's, I mean, worse for your opponent. Yes. Well, that's the good kind of worse. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the problems we want to have. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay, for the weird thing. Uh, so this is something I never thought I would say, but if you're on a budget, a good bet for this meta right now is kind of Control Warrior. So yeah. go ahead. If you've been around a while, um, you should be a good chunk of the way there. Uh, not everybody's going to be, but there's Snip Snap and what was the other one? For Legendaries. Oh, Snip Snap you got for free yep. if you were around in that year of the, uh, in the uh, Rise of the Mac. And yep. Zilliax was so good, uh, almost everybody has it. If you play Warrior, you've got Shield Slams and Brawls. Probably got Laser Yetis. Well, if you have if you played Warrior, you have Dr. Boom, Mad Genius. Which So for Legendary cards, there are... One, two, three, four, five, right? So there's Snip Snap, yeah. which was a free legendary. Zilliax, which it's Dr. Five. If you don't have Zilliax, just craft Zilliax. It goes in every single deck. And then Armagadello, which is the warrior legendary that does things. It gives bonuses to taunts, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it plus is. Plus two, plus two to a random taunt in your... I don't, something like that, I think. Greetings. I am Enthrilamech. It is my job to ensure these two numbskulls get the cards right. Armagedilo is a 6-mana 4-6 legendary warrior minion beast with taunt that reads at the end of your turn, give all taunt minions in your hand plus 2 plus 2. Dr. Boom Mad Genius, which is the most broken card in the game, in a good way. It's fun. It's cool. And Archivist Elysiana, which is the 9-drop that was nerfed because it kind of made the game unfun. It gives you... 10 extra cards in your deck, you get 5 discovers. That if you don't have Archivist Elysiana, I mean, I've played enough of Control Warrior the last meta where, I mean, if you don't have it, it's not going to make or break the game. You can still win the Warrior Mirror, but it's going to be more... It's going to come down to you getting boom first most of the time. So, I mean, Archivist Elysiana is in there for the Control Mirrors, primarily for the Control Warrior Mirrors. 
So, but it can be replaced. Most of these cards, most legendary cards are cards you, you're probably going to have. And then the Epics, Shield Slam, you should just have that. Tom Cryer is another one that's probably most likely. Laser Yeti um, and Brawl, right? And Super Collider. Is Brawl a... Yeah. yeah, it's an Epic. Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of... I was looking at some other meta decks right now, and it's actually one of the cheaper decks. I didn't... Now, don't come at me and be like, oh, you said it's the cheapest and it's not because... Um, um, no, I mean, I didn't look very hard. So give me a break, but <laughs> but it's a it's it's a long way away from the Wallet Warrior of old, right? Where it's like, yeah, right. just put in every single legendary in the game, and then pretty much where it was like Varian win and and Ysera and and you know six things you want win to pull and and what was that? Not Osric, but the other Sawgoth. Yeah, yeah, the the big untouchable taunt. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that was a different. A different time back then. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the meta at rank 17. And now it's for a new segment. Lore is for nerds. Mm, this one's a real page turner. So nobody has ever accused us of knowing anything at all, really, about Hearthstone or Warcraft or WoW. So that's exactly why you should listen to us, because we're experts. Yep. This week we're going to talk about Ulduum because... That's the set, and why wouldn't we? Uh, uh, Uldum is an ancient desert on the continent of Kalimdor. It was rediscovered during the Cataclysm and is known as the Land of Titans, presumably because there's a bunch of titans and some lore about them, but that's we'll, uh, we'll do that in another episode, maybe. Baby. Uldum is also home to the advanced civilization of the Tolvir. Yeah, which... Um... We have Tolvir and Hearthstone. <laughs> I was unaware yeah. that that was WoW lore. We have we have 15 of them. Now that kind of blew my mind when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only three are named. Injured Tolvir, Tolvir Warden, and Tolvir Stoneshaper. But for players who've been around a while, Sunkeeper Tarim is also Tolvir. Um, some of the new cards we got this set, Amet, Takan, and King Pharoas are also Tolvir. And there's a couple other uh, hunter. Yeah, two hunters, one warrior. Yeah. One priest, two priests with Ahmet, three priests with Mirage Collar. So yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, it's and some of the most bonkers cards, right? Like Sunkeeper Terum, bonkers good. Obsidian Statue, bonkers good, right? So like maybe they're right. all very just like awesome. They're also uh, they're not they're not beasts or mechs or anything else. So it's time for a Tolvir tribe tag. We do need a Tolvir tribe tag. <laughs> I love tribe tags, so the, the yeah, more the better. I agree, hundred percent. Which means. <laughs> Amalgam and stuff would also add. It would up the count. So, like, why is... So, Obsidian Statue is, like, the Tolvir also a statue? Living Monument? I'm not really getting it. But, again, it's because we're experts. That's why we don't get it. Right, right. (laughs) Moving on. We don't know it, so you don't have to either. (laughs) Um, Uldum was the celestial home of Alakir until he was defeated by the heroes of Azeroth after the Cataclysm. I guess he had a home in the sky, which makes sense because he's an air elemental, or he looks like one. Apparently. I never really thought about it until I was told that, so, but, hey. Yeah. So Deathwing, which is also the best card ever, struck a bargain with the Neferset tribe. Not really sure what that is, Uh, but he offered them eternal life, which, cool, right? Right. I think it sounds sweet. Apparently two tribes of the Neferset, still not sure who that is, did not take Deathwing's deal. One tribe, the... Orsis were completely wiped out while the Ramkahan, Ramkahan, yep, are struggling to survive. <laughs> Harrison Jones, hey, investigated the area when it was rediscovered, probably 
probably because there were artifacts to steal or something like that. Not actually sure what Harrison Jones does or who he is, but maybe he likes weapons or he hates weapons. I'm just not really sure either way about that, which is why we're experts. Yeah. 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 So that um, so that's old doom. Do you, don't you feel smarter now? I do. I, do. I have two questions though. Okay. Um, I thought I thought Cthulhu was the best card ever. Well, I mean, <laughs> sure. And, okay, um, Cthulhu's the best card okay. ever, but Deathwing is the best designed card ever. One one was a question. One's a statement. Um, <laughs> if if the third part of this year's uh, trilogy, or at least the solo content for the next set, isn't a Reno Jackson Harrison Jones buddy cop movie, oh, I'm gonna be pissed. I would actually watch that. I went to the Warcraft movie in the theater, and uh, I loved it, and feel free to at me, and I will say how you're wrong if you don't agree with me that it's awesome, because it's awesome. I know nothing about WoW lore and never played the game, but I, I watched the movie, and it was it was fine. It was cool. It was entertaining. I, I didn't hate it. I, have tr- I would watch it again. I've tried to read the first three books multiple times. I've never done that, but I have sold that book to half-priced books, so hey, it's kind of what... <laughs> I used to- Expert right here. <laughs> I used to try and read the the Magic the Gathering novels when I was a kid, and they're they're just bad. <laughs> By bad, you mean like awesome? No, no, I mean they're just um, like written over a weekend with a very um, with with some people that really didn't put too much weight into continuity and that kind of thing. Sure. So I think they were they were retconned like out of the universe. They're like that's just a thing that's not real. So they don't write Magic the Gathering books anymore. They do, but they have they have like a whole strung together like very serious continuity team. And, oh, and stuff so all it's different now because it all it all ties into the art and the flavor texts on the cards in the set represent the actual story. Um, so there's scenes from the storyline that's done before the set is. Uh, it's developed mechanically and flavorly separate, and then they fuse everything together. So They're, it's kind of the really, best job ever. Pretty much. They're also, I think, like seven years ahead in terms of sets, so it's not like they're they're rushing to push them out. <laughs> sure. Wow. Each week, we surf Reddit, accept friend requests, and read the comments section of YouTube to ask Hearthstone fans, why are you so salty? I don't make mistakes. I bury them. So this week from Reddit... We have, is anyone else losing interest in Hearthstone? No, 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 no. You didn't read that right. It is, is anyone else losing interest in Hearthstone after the expansion? Oh, forgive me. I try so hard to ignore that stuff. (laughs) Deck costs, increasing number of unwinnable games, RNG, Control Warrior. Very smart amount of decks that are actually fun to play is my biggest gripe. Anyone that just grinds out Control Warrior has way too much time on their hands. If you listen to us, that's you. <laughs> it is I'd you. rather watch a movie or something. I'd rather put a toothpick under my toenail and kick a wall than play that deck. This is definitely not the game I thought it would be five years ago. Uh, that's a little bit dramatic, I think. It's just a tad. A little overly dramatic, and that, that toothpick thing sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I could, I could see, I, can, I don't know. I can sympathize on one hand because, like, yeah, my I myself, I got a little frustrated with some of what I played. You know, out of the gate, I felt a little sameness. Um, you got to give it a little time to breathe and be refined and do its thing, and maybe try another format, maybe take a break. You know, step away. 
I mean, I would. Uh, this is the time when you have the most new stuff to do. So be, losing interest now is maybe maybe you're just not into the game as a whole, and that's okay. Yes, um, it is okay. You know, uh, this is where the uh, the sunk cost fallacy comes up a lot. Where now that I've if I've played and I've paid at all into this game, now I have to keep playing it, or I'm not going to get my money's worth. <laughs> if you bought some pre-orders and don't like the game, yeah, maybe it can be hard to like not you know, get those bells and whistles and get a little bit of an endorphin shot rush um, by opening some stuff. But maybe, maybe find a different game to play for a bit. Take a break. See if you want to come back. You know, it, it does get frustrating, but any other game does too, especially when you have that um, kind of negative confirmation bias. You remember those really stinky losses, but you don't always remember all the super cool stuff you got to do. But you know what game you shouldn't play? Final Fantasy 15. It's just the worst game ever created. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, I beat it. I'm just going to say that. I'm very proud of myself. But it was more just out of, like, hatred for the game that I beat it, where it was like... I'm not going to let this beat Yeah. Me. If I don't beat this game, then this game wins. And it made no sense. But that's a story for another day. Uh, but, yeah, so don't play Final Fantasy 15 if that's the game, if you want to quit Hearthstone for a while. That's what I did, and it was a bad decision. I mean, if, if RNG is like a really big game breaker for you, then... Go play chess. Go learn chess. Go like, play chess. Go play, you know, everything has, even even chess has some amount of randomness because you don't go first or second all the time. Granted, that's probably the least amount available in any other game, but if you play magic or poker or anything, there's always variance. Every single card game has variance just due to the nature of what a shuffle is. Yeah. So, you know. If you don't like RNG, then this is not the game for you. It's just not. Like, and I'm kind of tired about the RNG argument. Like, it exists in the game, and the game is more fun for it. Like, I mean, Hearthstone with minimal RNG is not a fun game, because I would lose a lot. <laughs> and I like to win, <laughs> which is why I play Puzzle Box of Yogg Saran. <laughs> right? That's, there's your answer. Uh, build a puzzle deck. Yes. You can friend me and I'll lend you my puzzle deck and you can just beat me up with it. It's Lunchbox Mage. We're calling it Lunchbox Mage because it has the Naga sandwich in it. Get it? Lunchbox. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. That's a ridiculous nice. hat special right there. So Very nice. Stole it from him. All right. Ready for the rope? I guess I am. All right. I can do the intro today. So, Dano versus... Magooch. Oh, I love that fuse thing. So that was perfect. A friend of ours came back to the game after missing a season and was a little annoyed that he had to craft Snip Snap. Should a card game give, sorry, should a card given to players for free be given free for all time or should it be a special treat? For players who come back week after week and month after month. Examples would be Old Murkai you got from making all the Murlocs. Cthune for playing at the beginning of Old Gods. And then Snip Snap for playing in the last, like between June 3rd and July, something this last month or so. So what do you think? All right. So uh, my first thing is, uh, my first issue with this is consistency. Uh, We have some cards that you get from crafting a whole bunch of other cards, like uh, Captain's Parrot and uh, Old Murkai. They were both made from completing a tribe in the classic and basic set. Uh, Cthune, apparently, you still can get when you open your first Old Gods pack. Oh, really? So, yeah. 
Mare and the Fox, I, uh, it says it was given to a player the first time they log in after November 6th or open a KNC pack. What? What card is that? Oh, Marin. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello again. It is me, Inthralamek. You would think having a Hearthstone podcast would make them better at this. Marin the Fox is an 8 mana 6 6 with a battle cry. Summon a 0 8 treasure chest for your opponent. Break it for awesome loot. Um, I did not look up Vargoth, and and Snip Snap was only available for a month. So the fact that you that some people got the the not just got a free card but got a free golden version, and now it's you know it would be nice if everybody got it uh, for the first month you all get a golden one and then anybody else just still gets it for free because the whole point of throwing an additional card into Boom's Day was to you know do something that would shake up the meta a bit and give that card to players and i think it's it's kind of crappy to have that be kind of inter- half introduced the expansion for free and then not have that be available in perpetuity so i like the idea of like the getting a golden one if you played that month but then just by logging in you get a regular one and the golden one being uncraftable it's kind of like a cool little flex right that's neat but i kind of disagree like i think giving players an incentive to log in on the regular is a good thing. It's good for the game. It, you know, someone like me who talks about and plays Hearthstone a lot, like it, I like getting free stuff. And I think it's a reward for the players who you want to reward the most. The players who come back day after day, week after week, month after month, who don't take a break and play Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I still think, you know, maybe have it be the premium version for the, the first while and then the regular version after. I made the mistake one time of getting the um, virtual ticket for BlizzCon to get the Golden Marin. Uh, Not to get it, but figured since that was part of it, like, I'll go in on this package for all of it. Uh, And all three of my, all three regions, I have two copies of Marin the Fox, and I can't dust one of them. Wait, I'm sorry, Um, what was that sound? I just heard something come through on your mic. Did you hear that? It was like a whale call or something, I don't know. (laughs) All right. To be fair, I was trying to see if I would get myself sucked into some other Blizzard stuff. It did not happen, and it ended up being a huge waste. So it was it was a one time deal. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean that's a you know that there's so much inconsistency in this that they changed the the earlier cards from uh, a grant to craftable only, and that's fine because if you play Murlocs and Wild, you can just make old Murkai and uh, Captain's Parrot sucks it's a garbage card old murkai is the opposite of a garbage card it is yeah, old murkai is bonkers awesome. good <laughs> yeah especially with like any Finn paladin was running around back in the day yeah but yeah Cthune. i i believe like you can only make a golden Cthune. um you can't make the regular one because you can only get it from opening that first pack because you also get two of his two of his acolytes with it as well okay so yeah love me some Cthune. all right, all right. Give us a Wouldn't quest. you want a new player to be able to play Cthune and maybe Snip Snap? What's that? Wouldn't you want a new player to be able to play Cthune? Well, if they wanted to, yeah, but and they can. I mean, but if you're a new player, it's not advertised. If you're a new player, the last thing you should be doing is going to play in Wild. I disagree, but that's that's another <laughs> like, that's a whole episode. Because Wild is such a weird thing, right? Because you get on if you you know if you get in the Wild, you played rank twenty five, and it's like you're just it's just people playing standard meta decks, but they don't want to play it in casual or on the standard ladders they're playing standard meta decks at rank 25 to finish quests 
And then you get a whole bunch of bots around, like, you know, between ranks 18 and 15. It's just bots. It's all you're playing is bots for some reason. And then you hit 15, and then it's just, like, boom, a slap in the face of, like, a whole bunch of wild meta decks. And it's like, holy moly, this is this is hard. On the other hand, I would say it's more long-term viable, especially if you watch, like, wild streamers. You can get an idea of what you would want to build. And building, like, you can build two or three decks, and then you only have to cycle out a couple cards Maybe when a new archetype comes along, there's more investment into it, but you could, you know, open your old Doom packs, maybe get two or three cards that you wanted, dust literally everything else, and just go into the bank for, you know, other wild decks, if, that, if that's your thing. Yeah, I would a, say get your first standard deck put together first, because that's going to be cheaper and easier, because you can, you'll get those packs, like work on your classic cards first, right? Always do your classic cards first. Put together Leroy, something like that. Play some some aggro decks. I don't know. Give us a quest. Give me a quest. So we will be taking out the uh, esteemed heel druid for five games. Five games. Yep, five games. Five so games. The idea was to play the most painful thing. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I went and looked on Friday, and I found the lowest win rate deck, and that was heel druid at thirty three percent. On HS Replay. Now, if you go to HS Replay today, there is actually an 18% win rate deck out there. Um, Ooh, what's that? It's Mogu Rogue. The one oh. where you try to summon the thing. Yeah, I wonder if it looks like the thing, the, the one that I tried to put together. Maybe does. Did the one, the one you put together look really bad and awful? It was, I, I think I was playing like one cultist, and the idea was um, draw your deck with Myra's and yep. play cultist. Yep. Um, and then hit the Togwaggle the tog or yep, the other thing. It, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised. It, it was, <laughs> I, I struggled extremely with it, which is weird because I've, I've had some, you know, dumb win condition rogue decks do okay. And Nomi Rogue is a thing and it's kind of the same, but it's the combo is way bigger. Uh, it's really easy to like play a lab recruiter or something because you just need some board presence and then you're like, oh, I have to now hold my scheme until I can make extra copies when I can't just do it next turn or something dumb like that. So yeah, it's it's a very hard combo to pull off, and it doesn't even guarantee lethal. So um, that would be fine. We could play that. Instead. No, no, this is my quest, <laughs> and I want to play a deck that I have the majority of the cards for, and I have the majority of the cards for uh, Heal Druid. I think I have to craft like Crystal Stag. It looks like here, which is surprising. An Ancient of Lore? I had a Golden Ancient of Lore, but I think I dusted it because it was a Golden Epic that didn't get played. Um, I feel like there there might be better stuff than Ancient of Lore, although oh, you're just you're so stretching to get heal. It, yeah, I guess. I'll look at it, though. I'm not going to craft Ancient of Lore. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, there's something better you could put in here that'll, that'll gain you life in that spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll look at it a little bit. We'll see. Otherwise, maybe I'll just craft it. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, ah. it's a classic card, right? So uh, we're going to do yeah. that. So here's the deck list that we're going to play this week. I'll put it up on Twitter as well. So double Crystal Power, double Dreamway Guardians, Keeper Stiladris, Wrath, Bees, Wild Growth, <laughs> which seems terrible. Um, yeah. I mean, this deck is so top-heavy that it's I it feels guess, like you need it. Double three-mana Wild Growth? That might be part of the 33% win rate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Floop, double swipe, double crystal stag, 
Double Faceless Manipulator, Double Starfall, Ziliax, Hidden Oasis, Ancient of Lore. I don't know why this isn't playing the quest. I'm going to put quest in mine. Um, Countess Ashmore, Gloop, a single, so double Gloop Splayer, a single Overflow, and then Lucent Bark. If you have the Overflows, I'd almost put in an Overflow instead of an Ancient of Lore. I do. And I don't see, cool, let's see, if you put the quest in here, right, so the lad, so Wrath, um, Starfall, Hidden Oasis, Ancient of Lore, right? Isn't Ancient of Lore a, a choose one? Yeah, it's draw a card or restore five health. Yeah, right? I don't know. And Overflow is not a choose one, right? It just does, it draws Correct. seven five, and then... Yeah, five. Five cards and restores five health to all characters. Why would you want to draw five? Why not just replace that with, maybe you need the heal, I guess? I don't know. I think you do need the heal because if you're, the idea seems yeah. to be just get down a Lucent Bark. And then make more Lucent Barks on and it keep on while healing. it's alive yeah. and just keep it, yeah. There is no win condition except for just boring your opponent to death. Uh, <laughs> Crystal Stag, well, actually, no, I played the quest version. The quest version was, was actually much better, but Crystal Stag and like, Gloop Spray are like the only things that I think will, will like push through for enough lethal <laughs> if you can get them on board. It's just, that's what I mean by it's so top-heavy and not having Innervate or something to, like, give you mana this turn where you can't play Stag and Sprayer or, like, an Ancient of Lore and a Gloop Sprayer with something on board. Like, you can't you can't do enough in a single turn, and it's so hard to stay on board. I think my the thing I'm but, most excited about is that I finally get to play Countess Ashmore, which I crafted day one that card came out. And have Ooh. never played. Well, it's, I mean, it was supposed to be good. I thought it was going to be good. Everyone thought it was going to be good. I mean, it was not good. It was not good. Not it's too, good. It's too expensive. It's one of those cards where you have all the targets in your hand by the time you can cast it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But at least I didn't craft Sergeant Sally. Oh, wait. I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's it for us today. A huge thank you to Enthralmon for putting together the art for the show. He doesn't want payment, just more friends. So send him a friend request in Hearthstone. His Battle.net ID is Enthralmon number 1808. Go to our show notes to figure out how to spell that. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Squelchcast. You can follow me on Twitter at DanOPlay. That's the O is a zero because I'm cool. Uh, you can email us at squelchcast at gmail.com. Give us a quest by sending us an email or tweeting at the show, please. Uh, do you think you can do a better job of announcing Dano versus Magooch than Dano did this week? You can't. You can. Can't. Anybody can. Nope. Prove it by sending us a recording and we'll use it on the show. Thank you very much. And remember, this is a game and games are supposed to be fun.